Hello, welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And this is like one of the first times I think I've ever thought about. I'm like, I just like woke up and podcasted. Like literally jumped out of bed. So like turn the computer on and let's start podcasting. I don't think I've ever done that before. We've done it, you know, where it's like late at night or, you know, any other times of the day, but... We've done it, like, early in the morning, like, early, I guess, for us, where, we, you know, like, we both had some Maria to be, so, like, meet at my place at 9 o'clock, and we'll just crank this thing out. And the, those ones, back when I lived in Sonora, were always some of the better ones, but, uh, it's, I guess we never really did it that way through Skype or whatever. I think, you know, I think there's one time we did it really early in the morning, because I think we were talking to somebody who was in, UK, in the UK, I think maybe we had Ian Brown on, but beyond that, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, those, I think those ones were, like early but they weren't like wake up and podcast i think that's the difference you know like those all those other ones i know for a fact i was for i was awake for like a couple hours beforehand gotcha gotcha yeah this one was just like a text like hey when you want to i just text you like when you're on a cord you're like now like oh shit uh uh all right <laughs> it was almost kind of like run lola run me getting from like the corner store down the down the street to getting back over here to be in the show in time well, it's just one of those ones that's like, oh, doing all this, like, sound and lighting for, like, 14 hours on end. It's just because the point's like, okay, let's see, I got about this much time on this weekend, let's do it. Yeah, because you're working the town fair or whatever, right? Yeah, and there's just all the bands and stuff, and, you know, they, they need their lighting and sound. Yep. So. And, uh. It's actually like. Yeah, I remember last time, last time you were at the town fair, you had a couple stories, like. God, this one fucking guy, this one show, I don't fucking get it. Like, how's this guy survive? Is there any of that going on this year? Like, Dude, I don't know what happened. He repeats, like, this you, guy's back? You mean you're talking about the guy on the uh, the unicycle man? I mean, the Hollywood on Wheels guy or whatever. Well, okay, the Hollywood on Wheels guy is actually still there. I saw that guy. Like, for some reason, he, I, mean, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, he was still doing some really goofy, like, skits and so on. I, I, walked, I walked to the restroom once, and he was just over there, just, like, some children just, like, laid down, like, whatever, it's air-conditioned in here, I guess this is the best entertainment. But, but there was a guy that was on the unicycle, it was the weirdest one, because there was a guy on a unicycle, and he was in, like, tie-dye, and this was last year, and he, you know, he would juggle, and then he had, like, a little, like, um, uh, what's, what's the little teeny flute thing called? It's not really even, like... Wouldn't properly be called an instrument, but I guess it still isn't. A kazoo. There we go. Though he was really talented at the kazoo. I'm going to give him credit for that because I remember there was a band playing and then like it was like a reggae band. And he like, you know, pedaled on over on the unicycle and he literally did a solo on his kazoo, like perfectly in sync with the band playing and then pedaled off, you know, juggling and, you know, going, wow, and, you know, yelling his way, which is like the weirdest thing ever. But I just kind of wonder what happened to that guy. Did he just end up in like some... Texas kind of road stop and things just didn't go right. Well, you know if he's good at that the guy kazoo, was almost a little too something weird. else he's really must be really good at. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they found him a new job there. Like, boy, you're working out down here at the Texas watering hole. You're gonna be running. You're gonna be running down here. That's what you're gonna do. You know, if a bunch of truckers are gonna come in, they're gonna need a boy. Oh, I'm 42. They're gonna need a boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just shave that stubble. Talking a little high-pitched voice. You're the new boy. You're the new boy. That's what you are at nighttime. And during the daytime, you work the glory hole so nobody can see your ugly mug. Oh, I'm not that ugly. You are in Texas. <laughs> but that doesn't mean nobody the, can get loving at night. Put this... Put, put the, put the, you still will You still will wear the, wear the clown nose. That way they can honk something while they get blown. Yeah. Hey, keep the horn. I don't know what it is. Truckers love a horn. 
the little things that get him. Yeah. I remember, like, the weirdest thing, too, is because like, I was just walking around, and then I saw that guy, and he literally had, like, I don't know, there was, like, a female version of himself, like, sitting down there, and they were, like, having lunch. And I didn't know if that was his wife, sister, a clone, I'm not too sure, but... <laughs> Like maybe that's he what he reproduces wanted. Reproduces asexually, like, like clowns reproduce asexually. Like they just <laughs> shit out like a fucking clown nose, and the rest of it grows from there. Yeah, well, and I guess I guess you could say he's in the clown category. That's probably like when I explained it. it you ride like, a unicycle, play a kazoo. There's a fucking clown. There's <laughs> where, no two ways about it. He was more. I guess he was like the hipster clown of them all because he wasn't wearing the makeup or anything like that. That's just a half-ass clown. Yeah, he was more just like. He was like a goofy child entertainer, but you know, yeah, ch- clown. <laughs> yeah, I guess he is totally in the clown category. Well, whatever. There was there was a female version of him, and who knows how that happened? I don't know if that was just an experiment where a scientist was working on things. You know what? I'm going to clone this clown. See what happens. And what like, has science done? And he's, then he just like drops him off, like just drops him off at like a Bailey Circus, and be like, yo. Get out of here, Ronnie! Get out of here! You don't belong anymore. But like, I don't want to leave, Father. <laughs> you're not. You're not my son. You're just a dirty, dirty clone. Just an experiment gone wrong. I didn't expect you to play the kazoo that well. Nobody plays the kazoo that well. You want your kazoo back? Take it! Like throws the kazoo into the tent. He runs after the kazoo. He drives off. <laughs> exactly. He looks in his rearview mirror. He's just like unicycling after him. Can't make he like it trips out. over a rock and falls face first down. <laughs> he's like, no, don't worry. He's okay. He could survive. Of course, it's pouring rain. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be thunder and lightning. He pulls the kazoo out and then lightning strikes it. He's like, I knew it probably was a bad idea to get him the metal kazoo. Oh, uh, but um. I'm just wondering, like, how this day and age, I'm not trying to be a dick, I'm just wondering how those kind of entertainers get by, really, just because, you know, I mean, we're being kind of of dicks here, we're just shitting on these people, we don't even fucking know, like, (laughs) your life choices, but at the same time, though, it's like, is there enough people that go point, like, oh, well, how about that, like, over the age of nine? Well, because this is the weird thing, is the guy on the kazoo is, was the guy on the kazoo, the guy on the unicycle... (laughs) It wasn't that old, you know what I mean? He was just probably like a guy. He probably was like twenty-seven or something like that. He was probably like the same age as us around there, give or take. He could be. He could have been thirty-five for all I know. But he he just probably was one of those goofy, like partially retarded. Like I don't mean that like in a negative way, but you know what I mean. Just somebody who was just a little bit off. That's what that guy kind of reminds me of. Where you get the Hollywood on wheels guy, which probably if you've ever been to a fair, I'm assuming this guy shows up to anything in California, probably Nevada and Arizona and Oregon too. And who knows how far else, because this is probably all this guy has. Now, this guy's old. He's like, you know, 50, 60, so he's probably like... When he started off in the 70s, that was probably a hip thing to do, let's just say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then as time has sort of gone on, he's, this, this is the only thing he knows. So that guy, I'll give that guy almost like slightly, a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. It's almost like he dug himself into like a career path that he can't come back out of. And who knows? Maybe he makes more money than he's like, well, I make more money than working at, like, a restaurant or something like that, so fuck it. I'm going to still be the Hollywood on Wheels guy and have my cheap, you know, act where, like, 90% of it's all just, like, sound bites that I string together and then do some prop comedy with. Is it one of those things that we just look it up, like, oh, he has, like, more Twitter followers than both of us or something like that? It probably <laughs> does. God, that's an, that's an interesting... Yeah. I never thought about that. God, all the time I'm sitting there, like, you know, all this time, it's like... I don't know why I never looked at it. Maybe I was afraid to look that guy up and see what was happening. 
Like, oh, look at this guy, like, like, you know, he's just, like, got, like, he's, like, on MTV Cribs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just He's like, actually just a huge star, I wouldn't know about it. Yeah, it's just, like, you know, he's, like, yeah, he's, like, I just do, it's, like, charity work for me to do, like, the fairs. I'm help, I'm doing this community a favor, all right? They're not doing me a favor. He's, like, technically, Carrot Top opens up for me in Las Vegas, just saying. Who do you think taught him everything he knows? Yeah, maybe he Man, he, he, God, Carrot Top had a great deal until, like, you know, the 1-800-collects, until, like, collect calls are no longer a thing. Well, he had that, but then he was, like, he was, like, master of Las Vegas. That was the weirdest thing. I remember when I went down there for, oh, God, almost, like, 10 years ago, because it was Kyle's 21st birthday, and we were down there in Vegas, and I remember there was just Carrot Top billboards, like, nobody's business, and I was like, Wow, this is so weird. Because he's like, you know what I mean? Like, Carrot Top, you know, in the 90s, you know, this is how I always think about Carrot Top. He had, yeah, he had the commercials, and then he had that one movie where it's called Chairman of the Board, and I remember watching that as a kid. And actually, I have to remember it being funny as a kid, but, you know, when you're six years old, it's probably like an awesome flick, or maybe eight years old, or whenever it came out. But um, I almost kind of want to watch it again. I saw it pop up somewhere. I'm like, oh, we should just watch that again, just for like, why not? You know, I, I bet you it'd still be somewhat funny. But, um... Yeah, in Las Vegas, it's so weird how Vegas will do that. They'll take, like, almost kind of, like, C-level, like, celebrities and then, like, blow them out of proportion so they almost become, like, an A-level act. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just cheaper to, like, pick those kind of people up and just exploit them than it is to pick up. I mean, obviously, they've had, like, Elton John and some other kind of big ones, but... You know, you mean, think about all those Las Vegas acts. They're mostly, like, you know, I guess you could even say Elvis Presley. Like, when the time they kind of, like, was making Elvis Presley really big in Vegas, it was kind of like, well, this hippie thing's popular now. Well, uh, let's get old Elvis Presley over here. You know, we'll make him big again. People that like cigarettes and smoking and hanging out in bars still like Presley. I feel like it's one of those things, it's one of two things. It's either, yeah, taking a B, like a BC level celebrity, pushing up, making them, making them seem like something bigger, or it's... Oh, here's this respected uh, musician or whoever, but they're kind of uh, they're not on their last legs. They 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 they're still talented, but it's like here's kind of like their uh, their retirement tour. You know what I mean? You come to them, so yeah. And it's like I know from what I've heard from the Carrot Top one, and I remember he was even on like a couple Gene Simmons episodes. Is that like his act actually like looked like really extremely dialed in? It was just like, huh. It's just one of those. Maybe it's just because the novelty of like a prop comic, because that's so rare nowadays. And I, you know, I've never like some people. People always go like, "Oh, prop comics should just die out." With you know, them and the clown shouldn't be around. But I was kind of go like, "Well, you know, I think you could do funny stuff with a prop comedy." You know, I mean, like there's there's Gallagher skits that are pretty darn hilarious. Gallagher is someone I never really found that funny. I'll be honest; he's never really jumped out to me. And plus, with him being a crazy like asshole later in life, you find, oh no, you know, fuck him anyway. You know, I don't give a shit. Well, it's like this whole thing. Did you ever watch a stand-up special of Gallagher? I've seen his stand-up specials, and they never really jumped out. I saw one that happened about like probably oh four or five years ago and he didn't have any um he didn't have any props or anything like that and he was just doing stand-up and it really felt like a like eighth grade science teacher trying to tell jokes to the class yeah he does kind of have that feeling did you watch any of his ones from like the 80s or 70s i've seen all the ones where he's like smashing shit and making jokes and a lot of it doesn't really jump out and i'm not trying to discredit him i know it was probably revolutionary for the time but he just was never really that funny to me Huh. But, uh, well, it's just one of those ones, like, like I don't know, like, prop comedy always gets kind of, like, a bad rap, and I think you can do it well, but sometimes it's just, like, it's that fine line between what is goofy and what is actually a good joke. 
Like, mm-hmm. are they laughing because they're like, wow, that's kind of goofy and sad? Or are they laughing because, oh, that's actually really original. That's a smart thinking idea right there. Mm-hmm. No, I think there's a good way to do prop comedy. Prop comedy's never jumped out of me, but there's probably a good way to do it. Um, I was going to say, uh, I'm just imagining, because, you know, like you said, prop comedy's probably like a dying off art form. So I'm just wondering, like, a uh, there's that scene in Million Dollar Baby where uh, Jennifer, uh, or what's his, what's her name? What's that actress? Uh, uh, the chick. Or what, the chick who, that's the chick that's in like the Boys Don't Cry movie. I think so. Yeah, I almost said Jennifer Garner. She looks kind of like Jennifer Garner, but Schwalbach. Yeah, it's definitely not. Not Schwalbach. No, that's, that's Kevin Smith's, that's wife. Kevin Smith's uh, wife. Uh, well, she looks kind of. I, like think, her I too. don't. Even, I really don't even think it's a Jennifer. Actually, to tell you the truth. Well, whatever her name is, um, she was also the uh, next Karate Kid. Can't forget that. But uh, she... Oh, yeah, that's right. There's the part she's going to Clint Eastwood. He's like, I want you to train me. Like, girl, I can't fight. Da, da, da. You know, I'm almost <laughs> expecting like somebody going up to like an old, jaded, like almost like Clint Eastwood in a carrot top wig. <laughs> just going like, I want you to be a prop comic. I want you to show me how. Just like, no, there's no time for that. We're dying off breed. Look, oh, me, they say you're the best. I was... What's the point of being the best when something ain't around no more? <laughs> I would see that movie. That's a movie they should really make. That's a good one right there. Just make a prop comedy guy who's just like bitter and old and be like, yeah, there was a time they appreciated this kind of stuff. But now this is all I know. I ain't training no youngins. <laughs> it could almost be like, I'm not just trying to fuse movies here, but it almost be like kind of like the wrestler of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, like, you make it kind of like the wrestler. You got like the guy like, this guy really was probably huge I in the play 80s. The kazoo. And ride a unicycle at the same time. It's like, people don't like that kind of talent anymore. They just think you're lame and gay. <laughs> Look at them. They want you. They, they, they ain't laughing with you. They're laughing at you because you're riding a stupid unicycle. Just like fucking kicks it out from underneath him. He falls, <laughs> but like all of a sudden before he hits the ground, he like wheels himself back up. He's like, oh, you do got some talents there. He's like, yeah, this is what I've been doing all my life. No, I never had friends. Yeah, I can tell that. <laughs> you ever like the dick boy I mean not like because you're gay and you actually liked it because somebody peer pressured you or offered you money oh yeah uh, yeah yeah you know that's what a truck stop's all about that's how you get to the next town they make it to the next state fair <laughs> that's how you get there you know what I mean he's just like oh do I know do sometimes I know? there's a band and they got an extra seat <laughs> you don't always get it though sometimes that's for their backpack and you still have to sit on the ground <laughs> yeah they gotta take you along with them but no, I like the but, idea you know, that he's that's all like just the rules of the road Mimi here at dawn with your unicycle and your kazoo oh you're gonna coach me like no you got an addition <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> And then he takes him on the road trip and sees where he goes and how life is. And I don't know. One of those ones where it's like it should have happy moments in it, but then all of a sudden it should just go dark and, I don't know, maybe like he gets like molested by clowns or something. I don't know. That sounds like <laughs> Let's not give clowns a bad rap. Clowns always get a bad rap. I like the idea of clowns. Like... Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like clowns always get like, – clowns are always like the butt end of like any joke or anything like that to the point where it's like, you know, I don't know. For somebody who's trying and doing something in life, I, don't, I feel like you should, they shouldn't be putting them down too much. You know, I I just have trouble having too much sympathy for a clown. I don't know what it is. Like, they, they made that choice, you know? <laughs> I'm not sure if there's, like, some kind of, like, 
chromosome that makes them, puts them towards that path, something they can't handle. Like, oh, this life chose me! It's one of those things <laughs> I just feel like, you chose to be a clown, alright, man? This shit's on you. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it like that, but I'm just thinking, like, everybody's always just, like, so anti-clown, it seems like, in the last, like, 20 years. That sometimes I feel like, well, you know what, I'm going to give clowns a little bit more benefit of the doubt, you know. It's like, you know, they wanted to do comedy, they just, they just wanted to choose a different route, you know. It seems like if you do anything that's outside of stand-up comedy nowadays, or, you know, I guess just talking comedy or, you know, things like that, comedy writing, you get, like, ridiculed for trying something different in the comedy genre. Kind of weird what how it is. Th- I mean, granted, it's old-fashioned, and I know that kind of has something to do with it, but. What do you think it is that kind of like put the nail in the coffin for clowns? Do you think it was John Wayne Gacy, Pennywise, Joker, or do you think started with Gacy and it built up from there? You know, I think there's always just because that's another thing I think is kind of exploited too is the scary clown thing, and I feel like I've never found a clown scary. Like and when I watch it, I just I just find it fucking hilarious because it's a clown. He's he's funny. You know what I mean? Like. So, I, I don't know, that that one's a weird one to me. That's something I just don't get. That's just, like, a weird fear. And I think some people, like, they don't actually have that fear, but they're just jumping on the bandwagon and be like, yeah, clowns are scary, you know, let's make clowns scary. And, I don't know, that that one's such a weird one to me. I know Joker's a clown, but I have trouble thinking of him as a clown. I just think of him as what he, you know, because oh, every so often he'll pull out, like, you know, a flower that shoots acid, like, instead of water, the bang gun. But every, most of the time, though, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, he's a clown, isn't he? I kinda, even though he's called the Clown well, Prince of Crime, I almost think of him more as just, like, um, kind of a serial killer with this weird kind of laughing gimmick, you know? Well, you know why? It's because he doesn't look like a clown, really, at the end of the day. It's not like he's got, like, a curly-haired wig on or a red nose or anything like that. He just happens to be a, He's more just a guy with, like, very pale skin and green hair who dresses kind of in, you know, flamboyant kind of colored suits. You know what I mean? Like, when was the last time you saw a clown dressed like the Joker? Think about it. Well, like, even... Well, even like, even, like, his more recent... Well, he's more inspired off... I mean, they went the clown thing, but he's more inspired off the silent film, The Man Who Laughs... Yeah. And or the man who smiles, and that was that guy wasn't even the bad guy. That guy was like really the he was a sad guy whose face was structured in a way where he couldn't where he can smile where he could only smile and laugh. People always point. It's one of those like things like it is a really sad, scary concept. But at the same time, when you watch it, it's just like I get it, it was early acting, but people are just straight out. As soon as this guy walks in the room, people just bust up in laughter. Like, look at him! He looks like a fucking and you just go back to the guy just like nodding and like and then like you know something like that and there's the one lady who feels bad for him of course it's probably that probably wasn't over the top acting then that was that was just people's reaction when they saw something different <laughs> they're like we don't yeah, trust yeah, change they, they, well it's just it's just something funny because they're acting all they're all just like you know it's that weird like uh pace where it's kind of sped up they're all like turning and looking nodding at each other like this is acting 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 and then all of a sudden he walks in they'll turn they'll start slapping their knee pointing like tilting their head back like yeah you can scream as loud as you want you, dude you don't just gotta scream that loud because we can't pick up on you that's not gonna have the black text with the font saying what's going on so you don't actually have to scream that are right, you screaming anyway whatever fuck it and um then though we but anyway going back to the point of that though the way he looked, I could actually definitely see, like, oh, uh, that that movie, I don't remember the actor's name, but that movie, he actually did a, look a lot like Joker. So so it's kind of interesting, some of the places where it gets its start, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And I think, you know, that, that acting back then, they're like, well, shit, we don't have sound. 
fuck, what are we going to do? We'll make the acting just big. You know what I mean? Like, it just looks too boring if they're just sitting around just, like, lightly laughing. You know what I mean? Over the top, over the top. And then, you know, you got the guy hand-cranking it. So he's like, Bob, you better get those frame rate down. You better get that frame rate down. Damn it, fucking Bob, you sped it up again. We're going to chop your arm off if you can't get it right. <laughs> well, there's also probably another thing of, um... I mean, because I've heard people say they can't watch old silent pictures because they just look so cheesy. But at the same time... I get it. Those early stages of acting and filmmaking, so they got to start somewhere. Yeah, and that's that all being the ones, said, though. I feel like you got to be into film to like to enjoy silent movies. Silent movies—that's kind of like that's definitely not for everybody. You know, that is only for people who are into storytelling and history and movie making and things like that. Though the one thing I've always thought would be kind of a hip thing to do is if you had like a bar, and instead of kind of like you know, bars have had like you know sports running in the background, or they've had. I've seen live concerts and stuff running in the background. I always thought it'd be kind of cool if you just had silent movies running in the background. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee. Actually, you know what? Um, fuck. Uh, not the most masculine thing to say. I once I went to a gay bar with a friend of mine, and they had silent gay movies playing on there, like some old random shit from the 50s that you know was probably hard to come by back then. Yeah, exactly. You know, probably has never left that bar, just changed ownerships. Well, no, I'm I'm just imagining how hard it was. Well, first off, how hard it probably was to find porn back in those days, and then especially something like, oh, we got some video of some boys sucking each other off. So, and just seeing like some like you know, nineteen, it was silent still. Maybe it was trying made sure to be an artistic choice. But there's some old thirties like gay move, like some old nineteen thirties gay movie that was silent on the screen. You're just like, oh, how about that? Hmm. Oh, it was on a projector, so it really gave the vibe. Yeah. Well, those ones are probably those things you probably just went to, like, those 8mm underground clubs or whatever and, like, pulled that out. And guys like, here you go, here you go. I judge not because I'm selling in an underground club. What, why should I have any morals? Look at me. I'm not even paying taxes. I'm a, exactly. I'm a thief, damn it. Buy your gay porn. Now pay me. Like, oh, this guy pay me. Pay me. Pay me so I can go to hell and die. Oh, jeez, okay. Here you go, sir. Here's a, here's a nickel excited. for your reel. <laughs> Seems especially excited for that last part. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. I'm sorry, very bad. I'm a dirty Give me man. A nickel. Living under a dirty city, selling a dirty art. I wanted to be somebody, damn it. Oh, great. Here we go. This is, I told you you had to hear his life story. It's just bound to happen. But you got great deals, though. These film deals, you cannot get anywhere else. And the selection? My God. <laughs> but. I mean, the snuff probably- films are only 10 cents. Yeah, just one of those places. You know, shit, sometimes he's, you know, sometimes he films it himself. So, you know, you, you get some real authenticity going on. But probably best not to Comes talk to his art. Yeah, the thing is, it's almost kind of like you just got to make it very bare bones. Throw it down and don't ask to me questions. You don't ask, how are you? Trust yeah. me, you'll be there for a while. You say, hello, this one. Get that one. He says, how's your day going? And you say, fine. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to say, fine, how's yours day? Well, my day... First off, my wife did not call me back. Secondly, uh, she took the kids. Thirdly, just goes on and on and on. Like here we go again, and then next thing you know, he's gonna want to invite you out. Realize the man in the mirror. The man in the mirror is not the same man he was twenty years ago. Yeah, it's like I even had to break a mirror and get a new mirror, just thinking that might fix it, but it didn't. Didn't do anything actually. You know, it's one of those funhouse mirrors. Yeah. So now the man in the mirror is also like three feet extra wide. And it's not really helping my esteem because now I just look like I weigh 400 pounds every time I look in the mirror. And, you know, I don't think I have double chins, but I don't know. This is the only mirror I could afford, so. 
kind of stuck with it now. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just take these three reels right here. Uh, oh, yeah, you can have you just just take them. Fuck it. <laughs> awesome, great. You have a good one. I'll try. Yeah. I don't know. What's good? What's good anymore? Like? It's like the idea. Like, here's the other thing, though. If you can get him on the right path, if you can get him to be <laughs> self-deprecating enough, he won't care, and you don't have to pay him. It almost it almost sort of works in your own favor. So if you could, like, you know, there's certain triggers. Like, he might yabber on or whatever about his third ex-wife or how his kid doesn't call him anymore or whatever or doesn't invite him to Christmas. But if you can get him on just the right path... He'll start talking, having a conversation with himself, and in that, you don't even have to pay. You just, just he just he doesn't care. You just take the thing, leaves, and he doesn't care. He's like you know ten cents. He lost ten cents, whatever. Yeah, but t- ten cents at that time period—that's like ten bucks. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't give a shit. He's hoping for death right there in that moment. He's yeah. hoping that now you d- his whole collection will just topple on top of him, and he won't be able to breathe anymore, and he'll die there. And what he would consider probably a peaceful death. Here's your interaction with him. You gotta give him enough hope to where he keeps on going, but not enough to where he's actually happy. You gotta keep it in this point to where maybe today will be better. And you kind of bring his hopes up for a minute, but you don't. You pull away. He says, well, I got a little bit of an interaction. Maybe the next day... Be better because it's out. Minute he offs himself, we lose the spot. All right, man, we lose it. So it's about keeping that happy medium. Well, not happy for him, the happy medium for us. Yeah, because we want him to be there the next time we come around. Because shit, I ain't I ain't going down to the store to buy these movies. Yeah. So you know, just make eye contact minimal and keep uh, casual human interactions even slightly more minimal. <laughs> yeah. Just. Just. Just the bare minimum. That's what you gotta do, you know? Kinda stroke him off at Get first, his... and then just push him down the well, and just enough that he can swim back up. You know, t- like, toss a rope and let him climb back up on his own, because, damn it, I'm not doing it for him. Get his name wrong a few times, you know? Make it close, though. Not like, to, you know, you're trying. Like, say his name is Clarence. Shit, is it Clarence, or is it Derek? I don't oh, whatever. We'll, we'll call him Clarence, whatever. Clarence, say, you know, instead of Clarence, call him Clark one day, you know, something since CL, something around that area. Call him Cletus the next, you know, just close, but no cigar. He won't correct you. Trust no. me. He doesn't have enough, he doesn't have enough self-esteem. You could do it, like, call him three different names in the same sentence, and he's still not going to correct you. He's literally a man who named his boy Sue, because he thought that was a hip name. <laughs> That's also why his son doesn't call him anymore. His son also Sue likes Sue or Stew? No, it's Sue. It's Sue. You know, his son thought, he told, you know, his son thought maybe I should change it to Stu, but he's like, fuck it. I'm going somewhere else. I'm turning into a Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> well, you know, that, that was a hip name at the time, you know, so unlike Sue. Sue didn't really help out. Try to be a kid in the 1930s named Sue. <laughs> a boy, that is. Well, you know, Johnny Cash met him and made a song about him, so... Yeah, exactly. That only made it worse for him. <laughs> you would think having a song My name is Cash. Sue! How do you do? You're gonna die! <laughs> oh. See, That's and then a he gets badass off and then song. He kind of tries this. No, it is a good song. <laughs> that was like some very... He- that was like some flat-out metal shit, you know? It's just like, I'm gonna... I found him, and I can't remember, because one of those songs where he's almost more telling a story than actually rhyming, but he's all like, what happens is, like, 
She says, you best thank me for the gravel in the gut and the sore gut, you know, something like that. And he says, like, I, I knew this world was going to chew you up and spit you out, so I named you Sue. And then he's like, this day, I still hate that name, damn it! <laughs> well, it's like old-fashioned, like, I named you Sue to man you up. You know what I mean? A man named Sue can get through life and, you know, do things. He can accomplish anything. <laughs> Yeah, well, th- th- it didn't have the same effect on this Sue. No, unfortunately. It, it really didn't, you know. Now Sue actually stars in his own father's pictures, so that's almost kind of weird in itself, but he needs the money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that makes it an awkward Christmas, you know? Well, so what'd you do last night? Well, you fucking know. Oh, yeah. You, you, you were, you know, remember you were around the camera? You were spinning the wheel there? You were directing me and yelling at me and telling me how I was such a shitty son in front of everybody else, <laughs> which is all of three people, but... That's all we could afford to make this movie, but we all needed the money, so we know we had to do it. You're, you're, you're because such we, a we shitty son. We all know that son. heroin isn't free. <laughs> you're such a shitty son. Now keep your mouth open so that guy can shit in your mouth. <laughs> hey, keep going. Keep going. Okay, lightning guy, getting closer. Getting closer. Okay. Shitty son, get in there better. Shit boy, in the mouth. Come on. There you go. Yeah. Shitty Sue, hurry up. My, my name's not Shit-Sue. Sue, Dad. It's like, that, that was your goddamn birth name. Boy, that's now, about the only time. When, once he gets behind the camera, he starts to get some fucking balls and get some of that. And then the second he's starting to sell these movies, then he just starts to question life once more. It's one of those things. He's in the moment. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Then all of a sudden, as it gets there, like, shit, what I do? Oh what God. I do? That's my own blood relative right there. Like, I can't be. Who have I become? Why? Why, God, why? You wouldn't even let me near a church. If I came near it, I would explode into a demon and rape your church and rape all the boys inside. I just know it. I just know it, damn it. He's just like, oh, God. He walking down the street saying that? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Just trying to make eye contact. I know I know. we want to kind of keep up the friend appearance because we, we get better discounts that way, but there's a time and a place for that. Just saying. Not in public. <laughs> yeah, not, not in public. God, no. If you're in line at a convenience store, you act like you don't know who that guy is and you just keep walking on. <laughs> this guy, I feel like he's one of those guys who puts out like those sex request videos. Just like, hey, if you come on over to my place at like 553 Broadrig, you fuck me hard. I don't give a shit. You know, like, you're like one of those guys like, God, things aren't going well for this guy. It, well, this guy, guy's like, could you come on over and uh, put the cat ears on and drink some milk and I'll, I'll feed you and I'll sit here in the dark and watch. <laughs> Do you ever watch, uh, you, you ever see any of Tom Segura stand up? Uh, I think I've seen like one. He, uh, well, I really like that guy. Yeah, that's he like has Buddy's a... favorite guy. He always goes off on how amazing his podcast is and everything like that. I listen to his podcast every so often. Um, he has, uh, he does these ske- he does these moments where he'll like, he'll play random videos from YouTube and like review them. And there's this period where they're just doing these things on like, uh, people who were putting out sex requests through YouTube. Uh-huh. And... There's this one guy for, he looked, keep in mind when I say this, he looked like an uglier, um, is Ron Jeremy, that's the guy with the massive dick, right? Yeah, the guy who looks like a Mario. Yeah, he looked like an uglier Ron Jeremy. And there's this guy where he's just like, hey, I want to hear, here's what I need. I need some black mans. I need, I need a big fat black man. I need some black cock. Or you're out of jail. You're homeless. Or you're, or you're rich. I don't give a shit. Come on down. He says the name of the street. I just, you can piss on me. You can beat me. Beat the shit out of me. I don't fucking care. I need a lot of hard black dick. Yeah. Or it's like, <laughs> you, you, you come on down to Brightside Street, you know, and 
there you'll be living the dream. You'll be living the dream with me. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, look at me. You don't need to pay rent. You got any black friends? They can come in here. They can shit on me. They can punch me. Beat the fuck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's one of those things like, oh my God. Like, I went back and watched this video like three times, like nearly dying of laughter. And there's like a couple more around that same area. But this one guy in particular, I was just like dying of fucking laughter like this seems like a fucked up sketch from i don't know like it's always sunny in philadelphia i know those are those things that they almost don't feel real it's like is there somebody legitimately like because you know i mean there's like there's like a step process to like get that going you know what i mean you gotta think like yeah this is actually what i want to do in life this is yeah you know he's laying in bed thinking about this you know day after day it probably doesn't happen just instantaneously it's been like building up for years and then there's a part where it's like okay i need to ask so I'm going to make a video about it. Okay, well, that's, that's a little bit personal, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it anyways. And then there's a part of like, okay, I'm not just putting the video up on like a private site. I'm going to put it up on the most public site known to mankind and get it out there. Probably taking a few hits of whatever before he does it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if that guy has any regular job where he's out in public, I can't imagine him being still hired there. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things right there with... He's probably one of those goddamn, like, people that's on welfare, like, living in, like, one of those, like, government houses and so on, not paying a dime. I bet you that's what he is. That's the only type of person I feel that would, it sounds like such a, like, let me go on a hate radio, but I bet you that's, that to me feels like the only type of people that would make that kind of decision. Because no working person, I think, would make that decision. You know what I mean? That comes from somebody who's got nothing fucking better to do. They've had so much free time their entire life that they start to get through these weird ideas. Yeah, I think that's somebody at that probably at the end of the rope. That's somebody that our goddamn tax dollars are paying for. Our da- our tax dollars are paying for this guy to do this. Think about that now. Yeah, I don't really want to think about that, but even though I'm the one that brought it up, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's one of those things where now that when you bring it up, it makes me have to look in at it and kind of like, oh, this is kind of sad. When at the first glance, it was just this, it's so fucked up. Now I'm looking thinking about it, like, oh yeah, well, like what gets you to that point? That's what I want to know. Clearly, a lot of disappointment. Like, probably a similar situation. The guy we came up with the story, we came up with the uh, film guy, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's one of those ones. But it's like, think about that. that. That guy's not working at Subway because obviously somebody that comes in the Subway is going to be like, is going to recognize that guy now. I feel like somebody like that would be like, can I get a foot long? Like, <laughs> I'll give you a foot long. <laughs> like, hey, just, come just in the back. He says it's just his own okay, weird sense calm, of humor. You need to ignoring. calm down. You are in a working environment. It'd be like, eh, whatever. Adi. Like, That's not my name. Like, it is now. It's a do. It's a do. I'll do you in the boohoo. <laughs> like, oh god. Like, why are we hired? We this talked guy? about this. We the the government this. said he needed a job, and I'm doing the American thing to keep him around. You know, it's that or your goddamn tax dollars pay for him to sit at home. What do you want? You're like, oh, this guy is very patriotic. <laughs> I feel this. This. uh <laughs> Store manager or whatever. This is the guy I feel most bad for because he's got to take shit from guys like, you ain't a real American? Like, no, but I'm actually doing the American thing by actually keep maintaining a fucking job. So what do you want? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean. This, this guy's doing the American dream. He's like, so, yeah, I had to put up. There's a government guy came by. It's like, well, you see here. Um, what, what, what would we name this guy? I forgot we named this guy. Adu? No, not Adu. The other guy, the creepy Mario guy. Oh, we didn't give him a set name. We were j- bouncing back and forth between Clarence and Clark. Let's call him Clarence. He sounds like oh, a Clarence. Clarence. Okay, well, you see here, Clarence has a little bit of disorders. So, um, yeah, we're trying to, you know, get him in a program so he can get back get back on his feet and get a job, you know. 
He was caught the other day on a YouTube video. <laughs> be like, you know, be one of those kind of like somebody you would see like in a Beavis and Butthead slash King of the Hill kind of thing. Just some like some government worker who's just really not helping anything, but they think they are. It's like we and all that, have disabilities here, Hank. Like the that episode. Yeah, like that episode where he's like trying to go up on the sun. Like, oh goddamn, beat my boy, up my boy. Wait, which one? That's the one where I think there's that might be like the first episode where there's that there's that that guy who comes in. I can't remember what Hank calls him, but he's trying to think that like Hank's not a good father or whatnot, and trying to get Bobby like out of there. I don't know. No, I never saw that one. I'm thinking of the one where there's like some cover, shitty government worker who like the guy is like he's an addict to marijuana, Hank. He's a victim, and you were prohibiting that. Just, I am a victim too. He has like some kind of weird thumb brace or some shit. Like oh, that. that's the one where they hire that guy and Hank. Like Hank literally like turns down like this female that's like perfect candidate, but he's like, oh, she's too hot. Oh, I can't hire her. And then he hires this guy because he's like the guy's like, oh yeah, I like the Cowboys. All right, all right. I almost want to say that guy's even played by Matthew McConaughey or something like that. Something weird, like one of those weird like things. But then it's like turns out the guy's just a horrible drug addict. <laughs> He's just going to the office every other day and just getting high, can't fucking work, and then can't the, work, very show up on time. Then like you know the very end, he ends up hiring that one hot lady who is totally qualified, and she squeezes Hank's ass as soon as she's fucking hired. <laughs> like yeah. like then it literally ends with like. Peggy's here, and she looks like she's in a rage. Oh, credits. <laughs> no. Yeah, that one. But that, that's almost like those kind of people that, like, yeah, it's like they're, they're trying to do something good, but it's like it's really not helping the cause of everybody else around them. It's like to try to help one person, you're going to make, like, 30 other people have to really suffer. I think there's a way to get those kind of people help, but I think sometimes people are a little blind to it. Like, I think sometimes people are like... I'll, I'll be honest. There is like that's that's where you asked. Like, you know, yes, there was a time when we, there was a way to help those people. We called them concentration camps. <laughs> we were solving the world's problems, and you took it all away from us. I wasn't taking it there. You know? <laughs> no, you know, like you know. For instance, San Francisco has a major, major homeless population. It's because they just let them like that... run around there like freely. Like oh, you know, they're like wild animals. They're cute. They're you cuddly. Don't I mean? Don't get but too the close people to who's... them. The people who say that, though, aren't the ones that live in that area. <laughs> no, that, they're the people the that thing. live in, like, Pleasanton on, like, the fourth-story building of an apartment looking over where it's be. Oh, my gosh. They're like, oh, I, I can see San Francisco from happened. my apartment. So, of course, I live there. Yeah. It's got to be a fucking high-ass from like, yeah, like, living like, in Pleasanton a high-ass apartment be a scene from Pleasanton. <laughs> it's like, yes, well, you know, when I float up in my blimp above my apartment. Not like there's anybody in Pleasant who's gonna fucking blimp above their apartment, but still. It has my name across it. It says Jenkins. L- L- Pleasanton and Danville and all those towns, those are literally the places where it's like, you know, you know when, you, when you're in, like, another state or something like that, you're like, yes, I live in San Francisco, and, you know, I'm quite, actually, educated and awesome and so on. But then it's like, when you meet somebody in California, it's like, no, you don't. You live in fucking Pleasanton. That's just a shitty town <laughs> with shitty people. I'm just gonna say it. People aren't very friendly there, and it's kind of shitty. I mean, yeah, they got a couple interesting stores, but fuck it. It's not that great of a town. The only thing kind of cool about well, it, truly- it's got the nuclear test thing on the... Not, it's not even in Pleasanton, but the town right next to it. Livermore. It's just really bougie. There's just a lot of just 
it's just fancy shops and fancy apartments, and you get on the BART and go to San Francisco from there. That's what it's kind of like. And well, you know what I think it is too. It's it's you know when people explain actors and they go, the best actors ever are the people that are at like the starting level or at the top of their game. It's the people that are in the middle who think they're kind of like awesome shit, but they're not really yet. That's almost like what Pleasanton is. Pleasanton's almost like the thing like they think that they're these awesome people doing like awesome things, like, but they're really not. You know what I mean? They're not in the low end spectrum where they're like, you know, like a poor person who's like very humble and like giving and so on. They're like at this weird point. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird personality thing. It's like if anybody ever wants to see towns that just look carbon copied and terrible, like go to the, like the outside areas, Bay Area section. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of just well, a lot of that, a lot of those towns outside of like you know. Silicon Valley and all that. A lot of them are just kind of like, all right, look, here is some apartment complexes, here's a couple of shopping centers, or here's some, you know, paste and copied like um, suburban neighborhoods. And now, uh, or and then now, just uh, hop on the BART, go to your job, come back, and then you know, every so often you get to go on like a trip to Tahiti or whatever. Well, yeah, they're t- they're totally the areas that are just made for like they're like as corporate as can be like try to find literally a mom and pop business there it's practically impossible and it's just made for people to work get money spend money and repeat the process it is it is literally almost like a factory made to get like tax revenue that is for that like that sounds like some like government conspiracy thing like they're literally making these towns man like to be you work you spend your money, and now the government just gets that money back, and then you die, and you just eat that fucking McDonald's, and you buy that Bentley, because fuck you. <laughs> feel like old hippie man complaining, like, you know what, man, let me tell you. <laughs> to bring it back to, uh, to bring it to Mike Judge, you know, from, like, King of the Hill for a second, it's almost kind of like the very town, like, office space takes place in. Oh, yeah, that, that's totally what those towns are. Because I remember, like, they're complaining. They're like, oh, you got to, like, put, why don't you put it in, like, New York or something like that or San Francisco and have it be all about stock guys. It's like, no, it's got to be about, like, literally living in those boring towns that are literally built just for you to work and spend money. There, there's also, there's that town that's below San Francisco. It's like, or it's about two or three towns below San Francisco. And it's a little bit nicer, I guess, because you are on the coast. But that town reminded me, like, because it's kind of small. God, I'm drawing a blank on what the fuck it's called. It starts with like a B. Pacifica? No, it starts with like a B or something like that. Um, it's like you go to like the Candlestick Stadium and then you go about one more town below that. Mm. But um, that town... Burlingame or... No, that's not it. But um, that town right there was like... It was small, but like it was literally like there was just these big fat office buildings that were there. And then there was like an expensive ass shopping center, and that's all there was. I mean, like when I say expensive ass, there was like the Lexus dealership there. There was like the Max Muscle. There was like the jewelry stores. It was literally made for guys to go there and work all week long, and then just buy a bunch of shit that they really probably don't need, and then go back to working again and just keep spending money. There's probably like a Tesla dealership there now, and so on. Yeah, you know, not saying yeah, not yeah. saying against a Tesla car, but you, we, we all know that that's used to like you know stimulate the economy. Uh huh. Well, right now Elon Musk is still like they're still trying to legitimize le- legitimize ah, legitimize the Tesla. They're still trying to do that, but mm-hmm. you know I think he'll pull through. The guy seems like hopefully hopefully he doesn't end up like end up being like I mean he's got to be a little crazy to some extent, but hopefully he doesn't end up being one of these like full full blown nutcases like Lex Luthor. He goes full on that. Yeah. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm gonna flood. I'm gonna flood the side of California, and then I have all this property. I'm like, you know, East California, and then I'll have beachfront property, and Tesla will be able to strive. It's like, yeah, but a lot of your stuff's also on there. He's like, yeah, it's a sacrifice worth doing. Damn it. They're just, then the whole world is like, you know, should we let Elon Musk do this? Like, well, he did get us out of a depression, and he did just save us from World War Three. So let him have this. I like it's like he's like, yes, I'll take credit for all those. <laughs> It's almost like he's working with Dr. Evil or something like that. Oh, speaking of not Dr. Evil, but uh, we just talk, we just mentioned this a second ago. I mentioned this to you yesterday. Uh, apparently, they're talking about trying to get um, Jim Carrey to play Robotnik in the Sonic movie. I know. I saw that a couple weeks ago when that popped up, and I was like, you know, that could be kind of cool. It depends how they do it. Like, it could be pure awesome, or it could be just kind of goofy, but... You know what I'm actually kind of hoping for? Is it a CG movie? Do. Like, if it's a CG one... No, it's 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 a hybrid movie. Okay. Well, because, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when I, when, I, when I think Dr. Robotnik, I think round. And when I think Jim Carrey, I think, like, very tall and skinny. But I still think that could work. I feel I like just... he could act his way into that role. Well, I think it's going to be one of a couple things. And here's me just just speculating. And if it doesn't do one of these things, I'm not mad or nothing. I'm just speculating. I could see it doing some shit where, you know what, I'm just trying to think of, like, you know, trying to do, like, somebody trying to do a, do a, comp- a contemporary script. I could see, like, Robotnik being some kind of, like, Steve Jobs-like type mm-hmm. and have him playing kind of like a Steve Jobs-like character, something like that. And then you find out that that's, like, a decoy and this is the real version of him and you get Jim Carrey later, like, in a fat suit, like, on a breathing respirator or some shit like that. Yeah, it's just almost like there's, like, sort of the prettier-looking guy who's, like, the face of the company, but then the real one's like that. That'd be kind of a cool way to go about it. That almost sounds a little just too complicated for, the, for, like, the average, like, screenwriter to put together for probably a CG movie. Or uh, whatever. Oh, it's not going to be a CG. Well, Sonic's going to be... But... Sonic will be CG, yeah, but no. They they gave, like, a brief, like, synopsis of what it's about. And it's one of those things, like, I'm not one of those guys... Even if it ends up being shitty, I'm not going to be super angry or anything because we're getting a sonic you know, movie you know what i mean like why complain well my thing is like what i heard and what it's going to be about is it's like sonic's more or less a juvenile delinquent in little middle of nowhere in a little rural, rural town well, and like wearing he, a baseball cap like sm- like smoking crack and be like yeah whatever <laughs> how do you think I get my speed <laughs> yeah exactly you know, the Tails is just doing heroin. Like, Sonic, I'm so fucking sad. So fuck, shut the fuck up, Tails. Life is shit. Get used to it. Let's go smash some robots. He just literally, like, just smacks Tails around. Like, yeah, like you know what? You're going to come with me. You're going to use your nerd sh- your new- nerd smarts, and you're going to make me a fucking gun. But Sonic, shut the fuck up, Tails. And then, uh. and then fucking Knuckles just this alcoholic guy who's just always like punching people and getting in the bar fights and stuff. Just make like it like this weird movie about it's all about it's all about addiction, man. That's what the Sonic movie's gonna be about. It's about a guy who's on speed, a guy who's on heroin, and a guy who's just a raging alcoholic and how they have to deal with life. It's all about what if it's one of those things like you could be the fastest thing alive, but you can't outrun your problems. <laughs> Exactly. And then it turns out like Dr. Robotnik's really just like, it's like, we need to get him to the clinic. Well, who's, who's running it? Oh, Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> he, he's like, what's got you hooked? And that's what Dr. Robotnik does. He brings in drug addicts and so on and turns them into robots for his bidding. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Well, brought, Let's do like, it. We brought a social issue back. You know, like just like all those hobos on the streets of San Francisco that really like just need to be captured like fucking wild Pokemon and like brought somewhere. 
You know, like, I don't know, the middle of the fucking ocean or something. I don't know where the fuck you're going to take him, but shit. Put, <laughs> put him on the moon and have him, like, fucking fight it out up there for, like, dominance. Like, almost Thunderdome stuff. We got, we got Hobo Island for you. <laughs> Hobo Island. That'd be scary. That sounds like the scariest. It's just a bunch of... Literally, it'd be, like, fucking, like, hanging out, like, in New Jersey on, like, a fucking trash pile, probably, but still. Hobo <laughs> Island. No, but, like, um... No, what they literally said it's about is, uh... That's a good job for like, hobos, though, is sorting trash. You know what I mean? They're already dirty. Like, tra- just fucking have them up there sorting trash and shit. Oh, like, just trying to think of, like, you know, just like, all right, like, uh... Well, no, there's that documentary, uh, Wild Wild Country, and at some point when they, like, you know, we're gonna... They're, they're, they're trying to, like, um... They're trying to rig votes to make it so they can be, like, they can establish more of a, uh... I don't remember what, what it was exactly, but they were trying, they were this cult that was spreading across Oregon, and they are trying to more or less take over this town, and they recruited a bunch of hobos, just starting to grab hobos off the streets, <laughs> we're trying to you use just them. You just a war, boy. Not even, kind of, like they said, like, look, we'll give you a place, we'll give you a peace, we'll give you a purpose, and we're gonna, you know, just give you a, you get like three square meals a day, three beers, and you're just gonna help, you be part of a family, part of a community. It all sounds good on paper, but then, you know, they just start grabbing random people. And at some point, they showed one guy, says like, no, man, you know, just some guy, like, eyes, like, really not focusing in on one thing in particular, just kind of going all over the place. Like, no, man, no, man, it's all all a little queer there. Or what do you mean? They like to hug. I ain't trusting that (laughs) shit. (laughs) So, uh... But no, they. But then they end up. You find out they're actually drugging the beer to try and make it more docile. That still didn't happen though, because a lot there there'd be those that actually were trying to help and trying to make something move forward. But then there are those that actually, th- there are those who are just actually like you know, I don't give a fuck, man, fuck you, you know. They just start some shit. So, and that ultimately started off nice, but then kind of backfired, and then. They, since they're trying to swing the vote, and they knew they're being kind of malicious about it, they didn't let them vote. They uh, kind of blocked off the voting polls of those guys. So yeah, yeah, that that you know that, that's a tough task in itself. I mean, you almost have to give those guys slight credit for just even trying, even if they're like using it as a weapon. But still, I don't know. Really, what they should do? It's like you know, like the Isle Dog movies. They should just capture all the hobos and just like Isle of Hobos and just <laughs> fucking like cages that just have this like. You know, crane going across, you know, like a gondola, like, they're just like fucking sitting in there, like, and it just drops them off. And they're down there, just like, what's going on here? Oh, you got the hobo flu. Oh, I do? Oh, that's fucking weird. Shit, I was just on the street a second ago, and then all of a sudden, now I'm on like Trash Island. What the hell happened? They have that very Pokemon. Like, I tried running away, they threw a rock at me, and then threw a ball, and this is the last thing I saw. They have that very dry Wes Anderson conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like way more reserved. Exactly. Just the Isle of Hobos. But that, that was Claymation. I mean, I already see that movie, but Claymation, that would definitely sell me. Did you see that movie? I saw it, yeah. But yeah. I'm saying if that movie was, if the Isle of Hobos was Claymation, I'd definitely see that Shoot, one. Shit, I'd see if it was live action. It was just like, that just I'd have... see if it was live action, too. I just think Claymation looked creepy. I thought the dogs looked pretty creepy, but I still liked it. No, I just like the look. I like the look of it because it looks completely different than anything else. I know, obviously, that turned a lot of people off, but still, like, for all the people that turned off, there's people like us that are like, dude, that looks fucking awesome. At the same time, that movie, it was since it was, um, I assumed it was a kids' movie. Then seeing it was PG 13, it's like, oh shit, they're not making a kids' movie. Cool. 
I love that people complain though. They're like, oh my god, or like there's like they're like it's they're using Japanese people in there and so on, but like they don't really have like a like why are they Japanese? It's like, did you fucking watch the movie? It's a samurai movie. Like that's what that movie is. It's samurai with dogs. How fucking awesome is that? I think that's the other reason why I like that movie so much. It was totally a samurai story. I mean, it doesn't have like sword fighting and shit. I guess. If the, let me let me pull that back real quick before you think it's a bunch of dogs like living on an island like is like ex Ronin dogs because that sounds almost cool in itself, but. The storytelling well, the idea style of, is, like, samurai style. Well, the idea of, because, you know, there's that whole thing where samurai were the top class, and all of a sudden they were disgraced, and they no longer had a purpose once, I think, once the, the American showed up. Era. Well, I think once the Meiji era rolled in. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it was Meiji. Maybe it was something else. But um, It was the it was when the Americans started to show up to the fucking there and kind of converted, like, the, I don't know, Tokyo and so on like that. Be like, oh, you don't need this anymore. Come on, guns! America! Freedom here, have a beer, damn it. Try on these blue jeans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't they look good on you? Yeah, look, look at your ass in that. You look, you look you look fucking sexy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gay or nothing, but just saying it. Yeah, come on. Just come like, on, hero. Yeah. <laughs> just slaps it. Yeah, doesn't it feel good? <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, good game, buddy. Good game. It just keeps going. Nobu, ahead. get over here. Try these on. <laughs> Be like, oh my god, these American guys are kind of cool. He's like, here, have a baseball. You know, you'll love baseball. Here, have a fishing pole. You know what I mean? You got a beer, you got a baseball, you got a fish. God damn it. God damn you guys look good. Shit. <laughs> Hope we don't have to come back here and bomb you one of these days, but god damn you guys look good. <laughs> here, you're the edgy one. Put this baseball around the back. back oh, yeah, look yeah. at him. Oh, hey, look at him. He's, he's a rebel. Ooh, look at him. Don't mess with him. <laughs> he's tough. <laughs> he's like ex Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but um, the whole thing with that is because that movie was like okay because dogs were at one point in charge and then they weren't and now they're all banished to this corner and it's about like you know these dogs who are part of this upper class now seeking redemption so in that like I kind of picked up on the samurai aspect yeah it, well to me it just felt like extraordinarily like a samurai it's like oh Wes Anderson just wanted to really make a samurai movie but also like make dogs I'm like that's so fucking awesome but I think, it's just, mm-hmm. I think, like, once again, that always comes from people complaining who aren't, like, actually there. You know what I mean? You didn't watch the movie, of course you're complaining, you know? I imagine whenever there's some weird little social outrage, it's somebody who has, like, an Ozymandias display of every, like, social media thing going on, and they're just looking for some stupid little thing. Like, oh, it's a white girl in a Chinese dress! <laughs> like, oh, it was, uh, you know, just, like, things they don't even really entirely know the whole system on, like... You know, like, Tom, going back to Tom Segura for a second, like, he made a joke about, like, he, I think he made a joke about the word retarded. And then people took a line from his, the trailer of his show and took that out of context. Like, did you, did you actually watch the special? Well, no, but I saw the trailer. Yeah, well, that's not what I'm talking about in the trailer. That's that's out of context. Watch the show and get back to me. And then he said a bunch of people like, oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. I do see what you're trying to say now. Okay. Yeah, I think that is, once again, it's just a bunch of people that have too much free time on their hands, probably don't really work a job, probably got one of those government houses, you know, no different than that fucking Mario guy out there, fucking (laughs) Clarence, working at Subway, fucking looking for black dudes, you know, because he's just got nothing better to do. You know, that's that's the same thing. Probably right next to that guy's fucking apartment is somebody, like, fucking flipping through headlines on the internet and then, like, bitching about it online. Yeah. I feel like it's usually the same kind of uh same kind of person i don't know i think it's one of those people who doesn't really even have like a real i honestly feel like a lot of those people can kind of flip-flop sides in either way like do you know who um 
Anita Zarkeesian is? No. Does he work at Subway? No, it's a lady. No. Anita Zarkeesian. Not that I know of. Uh, I won't go into her too much, but she's like the super feminist blogger, vlogger about talking about sexism and video games and this and that. There's See, that was probably the most up. offensive comment I could have just gave to her is before even knowing who she was, I say, does she work at Subway? And then she's, you know, she's a super. Because that's feminist. a classist shit. Like, <gasps> me work at Subway? Well, yeah, she'd be like, I am so rich. I would never work there with those heathens. You know, she'd probably be one of those people. She probably fucking probably lives in Pleasanton and shit. Thinks she's so special. She sucks. Anyway, um... I love hating I on saw- someone when you have no idea who they really are. It's like, that's... There's almost that, like, fine line before you really know somebody. You can just kind of go, like, fuck that person. <laughs> I'll say this. I've seen some... I see. I watched a couple of her videos, and there's some aspects where she made a couple of good points. But she also takes those points out of context. And she does not do debates. She does not talk back with the audience. She just literally says, here's how I feel, and this is why you should change. But does not talk to anybody about it. So it's just this kind of, like... Do what I say. I don't have to do what you say. And it's just this thing like, well, you're not really living. She, she's presented things out of context and has blatantly lied in some of her videos. So it's one of those things I can't really take her that seriously. But anyway, you get those P guys who uh, who see someone like her. Like, well, I want to be progressive. I want to be oh, – I, I want to look smart. I want to I wanna be accepted by the ladies. So they start – you know, like, I remember just – I don't know how I came across it. But I came across some video – of some guy trying to point out, like, you know, sexism in video games. And it was just, like, some, he only, you know, just, what was it? He says, like, here is a new game that's on Steam. It's a a science fiction fantasy game. It's a point-and-click adventure called whatever. And all the characters are very basic, simple shapes. Like, Mm -hmm. very, like, over, over, um... How do I put it? Like, you know, if there was, like, a fat character, he was very round. If there was, like, a girl character, she was, like, a thin triangle because you know they dress or whatever she's like i will i'm i will try to be boycott this game because it presents a negative stereotype the girl should remain thin like this character right here and i will be sending this to anita sarkeesian for approval and and i i hope that i receive acceptance from someone and like from that i was like you know what like a hot chick with a pair with a massive with a massive pair of tits could come out and be like, you know what I don't like Mexicans. That guy vividly just switches his t- tune automatically. Like, yeah, why? Well, here's something I saw in a video game that I don't like. I honestly feel like a lot of these people they don't really have a strong cause. I feel like they just want to be accepted by somebody. Yeah, I think that's sort of what it is, and that, that's always like that one too. It's just like if you don't like the game, don't fucking play it. You know what I mean? I just I feel anybody should be able to do whatever they want. If they just want to, if somebody's like, I want to make a video game where it's just a bunch of like hot fat chicks running around like let them do it like fuck if that's what they want to make like who are you to fucking decide this is how you decide you buy it if you want to see it and if you don't want to see it you buy a different person's game because we're not going to buy everybody's game anyways you know what i mean there's only you can only get Mm -hmm. so many games and so many movies and so many comics just let people do what they want to do like i hate the idea that people come in and try to tell other people like what they can and can't do with their own content you know what i mean like who the fuck cares? If somebody really wanted to make something that was racist, like, just let them make it. It's like, that's their freedom of choice. Like, that's that's what they get to do, you know? You don't have to buy it, you know what I mean? You don't have to like it. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it, you know what I mean? If you tell them they can't do it, they're only going to become a worse person as time goes on. If you kind of just, like, accept them, they'll probably become a better person as time comes on. They'll be like, oh, you know what? I thought that way before, but maybe I'm changing kind of now. I, you know what I mean? I think this, like, because the passive aggressiveness just, like, only makes people more aggressive 
in general. And I just think you just got to calm back and just let people do and say and kind of like just have a good time. As long as it's not like being serious and it doesn't turn into like, you know, like something really bad. That's like the time you got to kind of watch out for it. But if, it, if they're just doing it like it's storytelling, you know, or, you know, I mean, because people just get so weird nowadays where it's like, you know, in real life, you know, there is people that are bad people. In real life, there is people that do stupid things. In real life, there is people that are lazy and so on like that. Like, why can't we represent that in storytelling? Mm-hmm. Well, it's also one of those things I hear people get mad at it. Like, they'll be mad that something's in a movie. And I can't think of the example off the top of my head. But like, you realize that that wasn't meant to be presented as a good thing. Yeah. You realize that was meant to be the bad guy's perspective. Well, it's a perfect example. If you actually wrote just people as they really were, you would have the most offensive movie known to mankind. If you really just like wrote people, like, you know, you just went around town and just picked random people out and just, you know, people from all races, all sectors and so on, but you put them together as they really are you'd have the most offensive movie known to mankind because real life is extremely offensive. I don't know why people want it to be so sugar-coated when it comes to storytelling because that's just, you know what I mean? I don't know. It just it bothers me, especially like villains. Like I think villains should be able to say and do whatever the fuck they want because they're villains. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. rebels. They're breaking the rules. You know what I mean? That That's who they are. You know I mean? Like just let it be or just let people, you know what I mean? Like, like let even like heroes, they don't have to be perfect, you know what I mean? Not everybody's got to have, you know, they, they can have some flaws. That's just how, that's just how life is. I, I don't know what it is. I think, I think there's just too many people out there that just want, they want like the world to be like soft and cuddly and perfect and like no violence and no anger and no so on. And it's just, these are the people we just need to drop into Thunderdome and just be like, if you survive, well, you can keep going on. But if you don't, fuck you. Well, it's the kind of people who say, like, I will never let my child play another Mario game. Well, yeah. Is that? Oh, it's Because it's a man saving a princess, which is such an outdated notion. And he's smashing Italians that they refer to as Goombas. And, you know, uh, well, I've, I've even heard that, too, where people say, like, Mario's too violent because it's just involved violence of, like, smashing things. It's like, yeah. Well, it's, go yeah, fuck it's yourself. Like... That, that's people, it's like, okay, you know that Thanos idea? Like, I Thanos, I got the perfect <laughs> way we can kind of do this without doing a random equation. Like, fuck the random equation. Let's just pick these people and just get rid of them. Come on, Thanos. You're the man, Thanos. Look at, man, Thanos, is a, he's a well-built man. You can trust a guy like that. Probably works out every day. <laughs> start with people that have uh, Yelp accounts. Yeah, start with anybody that, start with people... Not Yelp business owners. I mean, Yelp people, like Yelp accounts, business owners. I mean, Yelp accounts as in just like, well, I went to some of the Applebee's the other day, and I must say, I was very disappointed in their habanero teriyaki wings. Yeah, you start with that. Well, you just start with all the people that just spread negativity but don't bring any positivity back. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. It's generally anybody who's just going on, like, hate rants, I bet you doesn't do anything for us. You know what I mean? They're not paying taxes. They're probably not, you know, putting out a cause or starting a business or, you know, having something that provides a charity or anything like that. They're probably just out there just yelling and, you know, protesting and getting the fucking way of people that actually do have to work. Those are the people. I feel just get fucking get rid of those. You know what I mean? I know that's not, this sounds like almost a start. Like this is almost like this is like what a powwow was like in 1935 and fucking like Nazi Germany. But still, <laughs> you know what fucking pisses me off? Getting up on a table of a beer hall. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, you know those guys that aren't paying fucking taxes? Fuck them. You know who else pissed me off? Goddamn Americans. Took away all our freedom from fucking World War One. Yeah, fucking assholes. We were just trying to get more freedom, damn it. You know what? For 300 years, we never had freedom. It's our fucking time. That, that's what happens. <laughs> well, not to be, not to construe as that, but I'll say I do think, uh, 
most of the people that are finding every stupid little thing to complain about, I think most of them are younger people who have not had real exposure to life yet. That doesn't mean they haven't had any, you know, hardships or anything, but I mean, I Mm -hmm. do think there are people who, they're younger people, they're going to, you know, these college, they're going to, like, they're taking, like, you know, college courses, and they're getting these things that few people could actually afford and actually attend. Yeah. So they're getting this view of, like, that's an interesting view, but they don't really have the the life experience to go along with it, if that makes any sense. Well, it's equivalent. You're, you're floating on a cloud above a city and you're making decisions from up there instead of doing it on ground level. Perfect example of this, and this is almost where you can wrap it all up. It's Green Arrow. Once Green Arrow lost all of his money, I know this is the only way, this is the only way it can relate to me is if it's in a comic book form. Once he lost all his money and he had to live on the street, that then is when he really realized it. Then he understood the people and then he knew the world because when he was rich, of course, he could never relate to anybody like that. But the second that he's living on the street, living with people, being able to talk to him and so on, he's able to change. And then he can point out to his buddy, Hal Jordan, who just seems like an idiot because he's living in space. You Man, you think living on a cloud's tough. You're living in space flying around. Come on. You got to come on down here and live with everybody. Here's Bob. Here's Jim. You know, they all work regular jobs, unlike your Green Lantern Corps. Like, oh, well, you know, the, the ring shows me. Yeah, of course it shows you. Look. It's like, oh, geez, Green Lantern's just getting real pissy and angry now. Hey, you know, you you did spend 20 years drunk with women. Like, well, well, you know, it's called learning curve. Don't bring that up, man. You know what I mean? I changed with you. You haven't changed yet. No, you're still flying out of that fucking ring. <laughs> well, one of my favorite covers is, like, the one from that whole run when, like, fucking, we're fucking... <laughs> Green Arrow has, like, the warhead piece, Native American warhead piece. He's just like, you're going to pay for your sins against the Red Man, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, almost where I was going a little bit too far. Like, at that time period, nobody was thinking too much of it. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm helping out my Indian buddy. But that was the point where it's just like, <laughs> now, now he was like, Green, Green Arrow was totally white knight in that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, that image just, I, I re- actually, I want a poster. Of the one where, like, oh no, my ward Speedy is a junkie! <laughs> oh yeah, that's always a great cover, too. I want a poster of that. I want a fucking poster of that. But, good times. Well, we gotta wrap this up quick, because gotta go. Gotta go. They call it watching audio. That's what it feels more like, you know? When you go. Done making audio, time to go watch it. Yeah, making audio and then going to go watch audio and make sure it doesn't something go wrong with it. Watching audio and flipping switches like a monkey for, like, lighting. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. But other than that, though, uh, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, comics, you know, videos, and more. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange podcast. Be sure to check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, animations, videos, and a whole lot more. You can easily support the show by buying something from one of our Amazon links on the website or in the show's description itself. doesn't cost you a penny, but every single thing you buy from there just by using that link to take you to Amazon helps us out a bit. You can also really help the show out, though, by spreading the word the good old-fashioned way and rate and review us on all the sites that you find this podcast. Anything from iTunes to Podbean to Newgrounds, YouTube, you name it, any little bit helps. Give a sub and share it to your friends, family, any jamoke you see out on the street. You let them know about Old Man Orange Podcast.
Be sure to check out the Old Man Orange comic book, Pizza Boys, on both Amazon and Comixology. Till then, we'll see you some other time.